Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another uh, episode of the Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, uh, Preston Jacobs, and I'm joined here once again by Tony Soprano's lost son, Carmine <laughs> of Red Team Review. Okay, that's not fair. I'm sick. You no, but that's the thing: is your voice is so much like a guy, like a like some some Jersey thug that would leave you in the river. Oh like right now, that's like your voice. <laughs> oh Lord, Jesus! Thank you. <laughs> no, because it's like it because you're sick. So so Carmine is very very sick at the moment, and so his his voice sounds like he's he's had like sixty years of smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> So, don't make me laugh too much <laughs> or else I'll be sleeping with the fishes <laughs> oh, he's motherfucker oh man so uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, HBO's recent announcement that they've ordered a prequel series for Thrones or at least a pilot um, as, as always we're available on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play so consider checking us out and um if uh, we also have you know our YouTube channel, so check us out there too. We are there, we have a dedicated YouTube channel to uh, the uh, the podcasts, and um, mm-hmm. leave your thoughts below in the comments, and uh, we might uh, consider you in a future episode. So, Karma, that was good, man. Was, that was yeah, good. yeah. Well, you know, I don't have a down like you do. I, I, I you know, I stutter a bunch. I'm like Dan Carm, uh, Dan Harmon. <laughs> You ever listen to Harmontown? I have oh, not. Okay. I've seen clips and pieces of it, but I know what you're talking I mean, about. Um, and to be fair, I'm not very sick. I'm feeling fantastic. I, I can dance. I can do a backflip. It's just I cough so much. It's my voice. My voice has been hijacked by the Russians, pretty much. So I can't really talk that much. But um, I do apologize for people that have a problem with this. But we wanted to get you uh, this news out and our thoughts on it as soon as possible. Um. Preston. Yes. Since you're the Game of Thrones aficionado, um, we're uh, the 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 announcement is basically that they're going to be doing the prequel series. That's confirmed. Yes. Before it wasn't really like set in stone. Now it is. And the topic of the prequel series will be set in what a thousand years before. Well, they say it's thousands of years ago, um, and that it's the age of heroes and the descent into the long night is what this pilot is going to be about, which surprises me. Um, all of the topics that we'd heard being floated by different fans and the, the, the kind of clues that were left by George R. R. Martin didn't really point to this. So I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I'm very surprised that this is the topic, like the years before the long night um, and what was going on uh, in... in um, in the age of heroes. So we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, we know nothing of this period of time from the books. Um, and actually, well, before we, before we get yeah. into that, um, out of all the periods I thought they would tackle Robert's rebellion, they said, no, I, I guess they're saving Robert's rebellion for maybe a movie. Um, or maybe a, like a small special. Um, out of all the periods I thought they would go for the dance of dragons because dance of dragons is very close to what we have now with thrones. Families battling it out, civil war, dragons all over the place. It has everything Game of Thrones has now, except White Walkers. Um, the other period of time I thought they would maybe try to uh, take advantage of is perhaps Dunkin' Egg. Or, or maybe even Aegon's Landing, when Danny's ancestor first came over to Westeros. 
Uh, but I feel like that could also be a movie. This is kind of interesting because they're essentially choosing a period in time that they can do whatever it is they want. Reminds me of what Disney did with the old expanded universe with Star Wars. Yeah. When Disney came in, they wanted something after episode six. But they realized that there's already a lot of stuff out there post episode six that has been going on for 20 years. So they decided to reboot everything so they have their own space to do whatever it is they yeah. want. Um, what is the golden age? Of heroes. Um, well, the Age of Heroes, uh, so prior to the Wall's construction, we hear about two ages. We hear about the Dawn Age, and then we hear about the Age of Heroes. Um, the idea is that the, in the Dawn Age, you had the old, uh, the first men fighting with the the children of the forest. And then by the, by the Age of Heroes happens, there's kind of a, a truce period. Um, and you... you I, the assumption is is that the first men started forming kingdoms and you just had these many kingdoms throughout throughout Westeros and um, and other than that we don't really have much other than a few kind of random legends um, but it's essentially the formation of the houses um, you know how these houses came about uh, you know Land the clever, yeah. Land, land the clever. Um, you know the building of Storm's End, the building of you know mm. uh, Winterfell, things like that. We, you know, it, it's 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 really weird for me to hear that this is the subject matter because there's so little in terms of source material to build on. We have no. I mean, George R. R. Martin's written nothing about what's happened in the Dawn Age and 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 the Age of Heroes because it's supposed to be mythology in their own. Yeah, world. and. And on top of that, it's supposed to be in question. Um, like we're not supposed to know what history is. The history that George R. R. Martin has presented us has been has been intentionally contradictory, and which which uh, has made a lot of you know uh, fans like puzzle and debate and you know wonder about well what really happened back then. Like, um, it, was it a, a more advanced time with more advanced magic or was it a more advanced time with more advanced technology? Like how did Storm's End get built? How did the wall get built? Um, we don't know. And it's it's been intentionally ambiguous. Like when did the Andals arrive? Because we have all sorts of confl conflicting dates on when that could have possibly happened. Did the, did the Andals mm. arrive before the wall? Did they, did they arrive after? Um, uh, how, when were the children of the forest like pushed north? Like we don't really know. Everything we we know has been off by thousands of years. Um, so all we kind of know is that you know there's some first men and some children of the forest and some giants and then there's the long night and the wall comes about and so at some point there's an end. So basically. Yeah. So basically, as long as Land the Clever tricks the Casterlies out of Casterly Rock, as long as Brand the Builder shows up somewhere and builds some stuff, and as long as the wall goes up, everything should be dandy. They they essentially have a like a pretty much a blank slate to do whatever they, they have. Yeah, and I doubt like I doubt George R. R. Martin is gonna go back was gonna go back at any point ever and fill that stuff in. No, I mean unless he had some sort of like big reveal, which which you know sometimes sometimes you know I. I wonder about whether he was going to give a, a Planet of the Apes reveal to find out that, you know, the, the, the past was super advanced technologically and, and every, everything mm. regressed from, say, a nuclear war. Um, and, you know, that, that's certainly a possibility that, that he was going to do that. But 
I, I feel like if HBO is going to do it, no, it's going to be it's going to be knights and, and and dragons and 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 all of that. Um, more of what we've seen, as if the Middle Ages, you know, the Middle Ages have just lasted eight thousand years in perpetuity in Westeros. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's 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 definitely <clears throat> weird. I'm puzzling at how they're going to handle it because um, they. Well, let, let's go into our reactions. Um, you want to go first, or you want? No, me? no, you go, you go. I need I need some time. I'm happy, but at the same time, I'm a little disappointed. Um, but if I had to measure it, it's ninety percent happiness, ten percent disappointment. Ninety percent happiness because woo, we're getting more Game of Thrones. Fantastic. Uh, 10% disappointment because, once again, I thought we were going to go into another era. Dance of Dragons is ripe for the picking. At least this way, they have a blank slate. They can do whatever it is they want uh, to an extent, and we can get some really cool legends. Because it says here, um, it's going to focus on the Starks, of course, and probably House Lannister. Yeah. Um, it says we're, gonna, we're going to... Uh, from the horrifying secrets of Westeros' history... To the true origins of the White Walkers, the mysteries of the East, to the Starks of legend. It's not the story we think we know. So we're going to get some Starks. We might get Essos, which is really weird, but I'm intrigued now. Um, and we might also get um, some interesting reveals that maybe, just maybe, House Bolton was the good guys. And then the Starks were the assholes. Yeah. You know, like, because it says here, horrifying secrets of Westeros history. The hell could horrifying secrets mean? Like, how could it get more horrifying than it is now? I mean, we well, we kind of know that the Starks went north, and I mean, when we know that the during the Age of Heroes, when the Starks conquered the North, they they subjugated all of the houses, they killed off the men, and they they forced the they married in, the women into their family. Um, I theorize mm-hmm. that that's how that's that's how the Starks got special warging green seer skin changing blood is that when they when they when they came in and they killed off uh you know some of the some of the first men from that area those first men had green seers and wargs and skin changers among them they killed them off and they took their daughters and they and they married them and when i say married them in they were they, you know forced forced marriages rape um into their family right. so the starks are not innocent um and the boltons also were known for skinning people back then and I think one of the theories I had was that that uh, the reason that they're skinning is that is that they're trying to to somehow steal and take or take that that um, stark ability to skin change, and they think they can do it by by, oh. by skinning people, which is. A, I hope they put that in. I hope they. Put well, that, that's an idea from several George R. R. Martin stories, including the skin. Right, trailer. but I yeah. hope they put that in because it would make a lot of sense to House Bolton's like whole skin. Yeah. Thing. Uh, but your your thoughts? Are you happy about it? Are you excited? What do you think? I, I guess what's what I'm 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 happy, but it's it's. I guess I'm a little apprehensive about like it being a little too distant. You know, like um. I remember I remember when um the first time the Knights of the Old Republic comic book came out. I don't know if you. Uh, oh. But I. Yeah. But I remember like like picking it up and reading it, and then I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything like that 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 i'm familiar with other than the fact that they have lightsabers and there were some huts in it like that was <laughs> see the problem is with you you should have played uh the knights of the old republic video game for the xbox yeah. that's where it was at but 
But yeah, but I I was almost like looking at it. I'm like, this is barely Star Wars. Uh, It's almost too distant. Um, And kind of the same thing happened. I watched Caprica and I was like, okay, I kind of wanted, you know, um, more of Battlestar. And Caprica, it was, you know, they have some of the same last names and they're on these planets. But it was a very different story, very different feel. Um, and maybe had it not been canceled, it would have advanced more towards what we were used to, but it was Mm. almost too distant, you know? And now we're talking about something that's happening 8,000 years before the, you know, the, the events we know of. So it's, it's tough and of which George R. R. Martin's written, you know, extremely little about. (laughs) So I don't even I don't even know if we're it's it's almost not an adaptation you know it's almost just a complete blank blank slate that has nothing to do with what George R. R. Martin is doing. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Maybe 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 at at the end of a Game of Thrones there will be some sort of huge reveal where we were like, crap, we need to find out what happened in the Age of Heroes to to explain like why this went on. Do you think this is a bit of a stumble on HBO's part? Because they want more Game of Thrones. It's their highest rated and viewed television show ever. I think they've ever produced. Yeah. I've never seen The Wire or uh, The Sopranos, but I'm assuming it's even bigger than those numbers combined. Oh, yeah. Um, do you think that in their rush for more Thrones that they might have made a mistake with this one? I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously, if you, if you get a good writer... And if you get good writers, you can you can make something out of anything, you know. Who is the writer for this? This it's the um, uh, writer Jane Goldman, who I believe she wrote. It says here, Kingsman: The Secret Service was pretty good. X Men: First Class was not bad, and uh, I I really did enjoy Kick Ass. Hmm. So, uh, so they're de- well, they're definitely going for some some uh, some violence if she's got Kick Ass. <laughs> um, I never saw Kingsman. Um, I saw First Class. I suppose First Class, uh, but First Class had material to adapt. So I don't, yeah, it's going to be so strange. I mean, because Kingsman you would like. I, I, I can say you would like Kingsman. I don't know. I've read the synopsis of things and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Try it. Just try it. You would like it. It also says, uh, um, uh, I think George R. R. Martin is involved with it, which I, I always find it funny whenever it says he's involved with stuff. Like what, he's involved. He's involved in really? cashing his check. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much else. <laughs> but I, I wish he was involved with it because I really did. I really did want the original Game of Thrones now to have been heavily involved with him. I wanted him to be at the writers' table because this is his baby. And if they're gonna do like a spinoff, I would want him to be involved. But at the same time, if he wasn't, I would understand. Because this is an era that he just mentioned in passing, it seems like, that he probably doesn't really care that much about. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, is is almost all... So nearly everything George R. R. Martin wrote like prior to Game of Thrones has been, um, I would say, not necessarily all post-apocalyptic, but it's post a fall. It's people living in the, the aftermath of you know, better times or different times before that all had to, had to come, come undone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he wrote, he wrote a book called Windhaven, which is about, you know, a fallen space society and this new medieval society that's, that's 
birthed from it. He wrote a story called In the House of the Worm about, you know, an advanced society that could do genetical engineering, but then fell to medieval society. He did a, a story called Bitter Blooms um, about spacefaring people that fell to a medieval society. He had the Thousand Worlds universe, which was about this vast empire of, of, um, of humanity that could do incredible genetic engineering and, and spacefaring that fell to lose, uh, you know, light speed travel and then to have just gained it back again and to rediscover the disparate pieces of, of itself and, and how, and how it's, how it grown so uh, strange and diverse. Um, it's, that's what he likes to write about. He likes that after, after the fall, after the apocalypse kind of stuff. Um, because he's, he was a huge fan of Jack Vance and Jack Vance wrote Dying Earth and, and which is also about this kind of, uh, the past being, you know, great and everything falling. So it, it's going to be strange to actually show the society before the fall. Cause if the whole thing is, is Westeros is post long night and things have fallen to medieval, you know, into a medieval society. And I, I thought the idea, you know, whether they're magically advanced or technologically advanced prior to the long night, they, they were going to be one of those two things. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, it'll be weird. It'll be very weird. Uh, um, I mean, right now we're assuming it's medieval, but what if like the pilot comes and you know, there's cars and skyscrapers and airplanes. I would be a little pissed off. <laughs> I kind of like the medieval. I like the medieval aspect of Game of Thrones. I do. We don't really have another medieval show right now. It's funny. In the 90s, uh, which, yes, I am young enough to remember it, um, we had a lot of shows, like, that took place in medieval times, kind of. Like, remember Hercules and yet Xena? Mm-hmm. And there's another one I can't fucking think of, but... Like, we had a couple of shows that took place in these, like, time frames. Now it's everything's, like, either the near future... Or modern times, and it's kind of boring. In a sense. Well, you got you got you got your Vikings, and you got your you got uh, um, Vikings guy, um, and the Nightfall, I guess. Nightwife, oh Nightfall. Right, the other thing on History Channel. Um, I don't know. I think it might have got it might have got. I think it might have got a second season. But it pays off because, like you know, Vikings is gonna be like a thing forever. Everybody loves that show. I, I, I wish I've um, seen... I've only seen one episode. It's going to be... <laughs> oh it, was, it was fine. It was good. But um, I think... I also think one of the reasons they also chose um, 8,000 years before is what you said regarding the uh, World of Ice and Fire book. George R. R. Martin lets uh, those two write about everything he doesn't care about that he wants to go back to. <laughs> well, it's, fun, it's funny that I said that because... I, I talked to I talked to or I, I messaged Elio and he said no no like oh why well I, I I wanted to know about I wanted to know about uh, a particular fact and whether or not that was out of his mind or whether it was out of George R. R. Martin's mind and Elio kind of wrote back and said you know um, surprisingly almost everything in it is actually from George R. R. Martin like. He, he, he well i mean that's Lick the thing is I, I you know i wonder but he he said like it was surprising how little like like uh he get he allowed us to do he's like he's like we did get some random things in in from the new from the uh the new the um the free cities but um you know the claim was is like yeah no it was that information was you know most information was from george r, r. martin 
So that, that that's uh, that's I out of his mouth that. or out of his fingertips. I, I don't believe that. Uh, you know, maybe I believe somewhere in between. Maybe it's you know, but um, what fact were you looking for? I was specific. Well, so in a feast for crows and and the winds of winter, we hear about um, the winged knight, and the winged knight in both of those books, in both in um, the main series, was an Aaron. Um, and then in the world of ice and fire, all of a sudden it says, no, and, and no, the winged knight was actually from the first men and Artis Aaron was the Falcon Knight and everything's been confused, you know, confused, you know, and this is a big deal because, because the idea is that, um, if Artis Aaron was the winged knight and he could fly on giant falcons, that means some Andals might have telepathic abilities but the switch to making the winged knight a first man versus artis aaron being the falcon knight means that no the the we don't the the andals don't have any telepathic abilities and it's all first men and so that was that was the big thing like so what you know discussing like well sweet robin's you know potential telepathic abilities like could he get some from his aaron side or does it all have to come from Lysa and his first man side uh, for for him to have any sort of special abilities? So that's where it comes from. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was asking about that particular fact because it it, it, it was a very strange retcon to me because because they you know the main series several times says that Artis Aaron is the winged knight, and then the World of Ice and Fire says that no Artis Aaron is the Falcon Knight. So all right, let me ask you just one last question then. Regarding this, um, by the way, is this a prequel series or is it a spinoff? I think it's a prequel. Um, well, for it to be a prequel, it had to be like Robert's Rebellion. This is kind of like Knights of the Old Republic, but for Game of Thrones. In this right, right. Like it's so far in the past that that mm-hmm. like prequel actually kind of implies that it comes before, but this isn't coming before. It's you know, it's it you know not it's like essentially the start. not in, it's not coming before in succession, like say the prequel like the prequel mm-hmm. trilogy of, of Star Wars. It's some vastly different time period. But my question is, um, what does this show have to do to make make it a grand slam in your eyes? What does it have to include? Oh, shit. You want me to go first? Yeah. It has to, for me, it has to turn everything upside down. So we go into Game of Thrones. The Lannisters are essentially the bad guys, I guess. Starts with the good guys. We got to turn that upside down. Stark's got to be the bad guys. I guess Land the Clever needs to be charismatic. He needs to be a little bit of an ass. He needs to be Tyrion. If Tyrion wasn't a dwarf. We get, we got to we got to get like the formation of all the houses. Um, House Tully. I, I want to see them being badasses. They've been shit on the entirety of the series. <laughs> uh, House Aaron. You know what? No more little kids. I want House Aaron to be like a big tall black dude riding on top of a griffin. Like we got to get everything up on its head. And uh, for me. No, no Targaryens, no dragons. Not, not this time. Not for the first couple of seasons, at least. And um, I will say the one there thing were that there kind of were dragons me. back then. This is this is the, this nah. is the uh, the the thing that pe- everybody thinks that the dragons were only introduced on with with Aegon's Landing, but they were definitely positively dragons. <laughs> um, well, yeah, in Valyria. No, 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 no. In Westeros, there were dragons. What? Okay, give me a minute. We'll get back into that yeah. in a minute. Cause I did not know that one. Um, 
But the one thing I'm a little annoyed about is White Walkers. I feel like White Walkers kind of detached, not detached, detract from like the whole main story. Because I like the political stuff. I like what's going on there. And then we get White Walkers, and I'm like, oh, that's right. That thing's still a thing. That's right. That's the. Got to deal with that. Isn't that the funny thing that that's, um, and and this is this is a lot like um, War and Peace. Now, War and Peace is an incredibly long book, and no one should really have to endure it. But one of the things that's kind of interesting about War and Peace is that it it goes back and forth between two <laughs> stories. It goes back and forth between the families and the local politics and all this little stuff that's irrelevant because the grander story is about the war and people dying and thousands of people dying and these huge things happening. But as time goes on in the book, you don't care about these huge important issues. They become boring. You start caring about the people and all of a sudden these little irrelevant things are the, are the, are the things that you become interested in. So what's funny about Game of Thrones is like the plot of Game of Thrones is kind of, oh, everyone's bickering and rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic while the White Walkers come in and kill us, right? Um, and that if they hadn't been bickering amongst themselves and they paid attention to the larger story, it would have, it would have, uh, it could have been prevented. But when it comes down to it, it that politics, the, the backstabbing, the, the small story is what's fascinating. And the larger story, I mean, it's it's not that interesting. It's just freaking zombies, and zombies aren't interesting. They're, they're, they're... Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I, I love, like, in the main, in the books, like, you know, it's it's interesting. Euron has this dragon horn, and then you have, you know, uh, Stannis' march against the Bolsons, which is intense in its own way, with Theon in the middle of it. And then you have, like, Danny and the fucking Sons of the Harpy. And then you have, like, all these, like, amazing things. And then you're like, oh, that's right. It's White Walkers are coming. That's right. They're going to ruin everything yeah. before it starts to get good. So I, I just don't like the fact that they're throwing in White Walkers in there. Like, maybe, hopefully, not till like, the last couple of seasons. Hopefully, they don't come in. But uh, what do you mean about dragons being in Westeros? Explain that one. Well, yeah, no. According to legends, there were there were definitely dragons. So there was a there was a dragon called Urax that um, a, a uh, an ancient uh, guy in the Age of Heroes named Serwin of the Mirror Shield uh, tried to attack. He approached it with a with a mirror shield, and the dragon only saw its reflection, and so Serwin was able to kill it. And there's also the story of. Um, uh, Florian the Fool, who we, we don't know anything about that story, but we know that it involves a dragon because in the Duncan Egg stories, um, the girl that Dunk is kind of hitting on, uh, Tansel Too Tall, she, um, she uh, is a puppet master and she's going to put on a puppet show and uh, the story of Florian the Fool involves a dragon puppet. So, so at least in two different legends, there are dragons in Westeros. Um, long, you know, back in the Age of Heroes, long before, uh, you know, Aegon's Landing. But don't, couldn't those just be random tall t- stories, tall tales? Sure. Yeah, but then again, so could so could the Long Night and all of this. So, I mean, it's it's it's, it's <clears throat> as true. The story is as established as anything else. I mean, so, I mean, anything else before you know things were written down. So yeah. So, but I mean, the name Urax—it sounds like a, a Turk, an Eastern dragon. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, my question on to you again: uh, What does the show have to do to make it a grand slam for you? 
Um, I think it. I think it has to have yeah, compelling politics, um, character. You know, uh, it has to be big. It has to be intricate for me. Like it has to be like seasons one through three, where where there's double crosses and there's and there's intriguing uh, uh, interactions and there's politics and that you can you can kind of like sit back and say, well, what is what you know. It's in whose best interest to do this, and oh, who's teamed up with whom? You know, wh- which alliance would would work well? Like that's the kind of thing I want to see. You know, like I want to see like grand little finger scheming um, <laughs> that 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 produces you know fun, uh, you know reveals and shocks and 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 stuff like that. Um, that's what I want. But I I have a feeling that it's going to be mo- that. It's gonna be it's gonna be battles, you know, mind numbing battles. It's funny, Game of Thrones for like the first few seasons, with the exception of the Blackwater, yeah. all the battles that were like major took place off screen yeah. and we only saw the aftermath of it. So we don't really need big battles. The one thing I actually do want, if I forgot to say that I really want this to be a grand slam with, is I wanna see the reach. I wanna see Dorn. We only see Bits and pieces of it. I want to see the Stormlands. I want to see the Riverlands. Well, not the Riverlands. Fuck the Riverlands. Enough of the <laughs> no, Riverlands. Riverlands. Never mind there. I take that back. Um, I want to see uh, the Vale of Aaron a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, I want to see these places. I want to see Volantis and Mir and uh, Tyrosh. I mean, that's 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 what's kind of great about Dunkin' Egg is that we actually it actually takes place like in the Reach, you know. Um, there's so little, I mean, I guess there's, there's one Catalan chapter that takes place in the reach and I'm trying to think of anything else. It, I mean, even in the books, you know, I think they, they don't, I don't think Catalan goes to the reach in, in the, uh, in the show. Like Jamie goes to the reach obviously briefly, but, um, yeah, very little, very little of our story takes place in the reach. And I don't think any... Well, it's going to take place even more so in the Reach and Winds of Winter when Euron starts invading, yeah. as well as the story. I mean, I guess Old Town. Old Town's the Reach, technically. Very little of our story has taken place in, in the Westerlands. Um, I'm sure... Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I mean, we hear about Rob. I'm trying to think of any major character. Has any, no, no major character has been to the Westerlands yet. Everybody's in the fucking Riverlands. And that's yeah. So, <laughs> like, enough of that shit. Enough of that shit. Um... But uh, any anything else you want to say about this this uh, prequel series before we wrap no, it up? No, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to really. It's really tough to um, to to really imagine what it's going to be because there's so little information mm-hmm. on on what on what's written. And you know, I don't know how George R. R. Martin can can be involved um, unless he's just kind of saying like, "Oh, this is what I had in mind." Maybe he has one interview or something where he explains to people what it was like back then. But uh, you know, it, it's not going to be based. It's not really going to be based on any books. I mean, you know, Garth Greenhands or something. All of this like weird legends of gods walking the earth. Like I don't think that's that stuff's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's blank slate. Completely new show, really. So you I mean, excited? Write what I, well, sure. I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting. <laughs> I mean, they're they're going to put a lot of resources in it, and um, yeah, they 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 need. And that's the thing is they need the ratings. Westworld is not performing as well as they'd hoped. Really? Uh, I mean, West. Look, I I love Westworld. It's fun as hell. Um, But I think it's only pulling in like a one point six million viewers, 
1.7. I mean, Game of Thrones got like it's like 10, mm. 10 million, you know. So, so yeah, it's not it's not anywhere close. So they oh, need something. Well, Watchmen, they're they're probably banging on Watchmen. Oh right, the Watchmen series. That's gonna be weird. Oof. I mean. I'm surprised HBO is going to take that approach because it seems like everybody and their moms is doing a a, a, a superhero show. Everybody's doing yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm surprised are, HBO is throwing their hat in there. We're going to get sick of superheroes, I'll tell you that. It's going to happen in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, the one thing I, I hope they fucking fix, I kind of hope they do and hope they don't, is uh, I want 12 episodes. If they can do 12 episodes oh, nicely... Yeah. Then let's have twelve episodes. If not, then keep it ten. Cause I hate, like, I have a lot of friends who always recommend me to watch these shows on, on the CW, and I can't because I know for a fact that you can't really tell a great story in twenty-two episodes a season. They stretch, too many episodes. They stretch yeah. everything out, and there's, there's filler involved, and oh my god, um, like I wouldn't love Game of Thrones if it was twenty-two episodes a season. I would not. It's it's God. It's so funny because uh, so one of the shows that that I'd watched with my wife uh, a while back with Jane the Virgin, hmm. and Jane the Virgin is it's 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 a really funny show in that it's in that it's a it's a farce soap opera where just like so much stuff happens uh, because it's a soap opera, and but it's like because so much crap happens and then it's twenty six episodes a season. Oh. So like you're just like how many like twists and turns can you like can like a story go through in 26 seasons and they don't stretch it out but it's just like gets to the point where it's just exhausting you're like oh my god like they go through so much <laughs> like god mm-hmm. yeah 20 it's 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 too much yeah it's too they, much they have to stretch episodes. it out you know filler and all that shit so I want 12 I think, for, for Thrones now yeah, I think 12 13 Baker's dozen is kind of a perfect number for a season. Yeah. But 10, um, 10 I'm, I'm okay with if they can do it in a nice way. I don't know. I don't know what to expect, but I'm excited, a little worried, but mainly excited. There'll be dragons. They're going to put dragons in it. They're going to put dra- they, They're going to put dragons. They're going to put white walkers. They're both going to be in it. There'll be dragons and white. We're going to get any Valyrians? Any white hair? They're going to be some white hair. They're going to be di- they're going to be there's going to be a direwolf budget and um that's where it all went. They're saving up all the the computer tools. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be stuff, and then every, and everyone's gonna be a badass. It's gonna be it's gonna be fifty two Tormans and a hundred hounds, all hanging out. <laughs> you know I'm right. Uh, there's gonna be one little girl who can do like backflips and shit with like five dads. Oh, oh right. No, it's gonna be yeah. There's gonna be at least like five. Like first men, women who are gonna be like badasses with double blades. Oh, see, the more you talk, a... the more I'm getting a little worried. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, all of this is gonna be there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> War, it's warrior queens, the whole thing. Xena, it's, it's gonna be a whole bunch of Xena, the warrior princess. God no. All right, let's wrap this up, guys. Once again, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the mini. Game of Thrones podcast episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, once again, I do apologize. I, I am a bit sick right now. And uh, hopefully next time I won't be as so. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, then consider supporting the podcast over at patreon.com slash redteamreview. 
Preston, thank you for joining me on this episode, and we'll see you guys next time. Leave your thoughts and comments below. We might cover them in a future episode, and we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.